0: Hey, this is Pastor Joaquin G. Molina from Spring of Life Fellowship, and I want to welcome you to our podcast. I hope you're encouraged with this message, and you stay the course to change the world. God bless you. Father, we thank you, God, for your, for your goodness. We thank you, God, for this house. Um, Lord, we, we celebrate what you have done in this place, and we celebrate what you've done in the lives of, of so many people that have walked through these doors, um we know god that this is a place where um you've got people that are world changers and people lord that have come in and their lives have been changed or lives have been different and they've been imparted a truth lord and i pray god that today would be that day a day of salvation a day of change that people would leave different than how they came in and it is your word father god that would change them, that would transform them i pray god that you would use me anoint my lips and, um, and I pray, Lord, that your people would have a heart to hear your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're living in a, in a time where we're bombarded with so much crazy news around us. And we hear, um, uh, we hear so much garbage sometimes. And, and, and that's the reason sometimes I even stay away from the news, but then I can't stop because then I get all these Twitter feeds and, and, and it just doesn't stop. I thank God I want to hear some good news. There's nothing like hearing a good report. But when you hear the report of something bad, it does two things to me. One is I don't want uh, to hear it anymore. But another one, another part of me boils up my blood and says I got to do something about this. And that's important. You're not to shun away the things that you hear in this world and say, oh, that's not for me. No, God's called you to change this world. And so, um, and for us to do something about it. There was a new poll saying that a new record low of only 20% of Americans say that the Bible is the actual word of God. That's one out of four Americans are saying that the word of God is the actual word of God, is the actual voice of God. And that's, and that's. I want to say that's a, and that's a low number. The, the media would grab this and say, it's gotten worse. That's only one in four Americans. And so whose responsibility is it for that rate number for it to go up? Is it are the leader of this country? Is it the schools? No, it's the church. It's you and I. It is our responsibility. If we don't rise up, that number will continue to decrease. And it has decreased. I think several years ago it was at 25%. And now it's at 20%. And I'll tell you something. Those 20% of of Americans that have seen that the word of God is the real word of God is those people that have really tasted this. There's a reason why the word has been the number one bestseller of all times. In fact, the New York bestseller back in the day, it, it, was, it, was, it was number one on the chart so much that they just said, let's take this off. Because it's just, it's always number one. And they had to remove it. Just, that's what they said. Just to give space to other. It's the number one selling book of all time. Why is it such a big seller? Because there's life in this. This is not a book that's dead. People in the world grab a truth that comes out of here and apply this to their marriage, apply this to their finances, and boom, it does something because there's life when you apply these words in your life. And that's why it's the bestseller because someone said, someone that's not a Christian says, I I did something that the Bible says, man, and it worked. And and someone else will buy that book and someone else will buy that book and someone else will buy that book. And that's why it's the bestseller of all time. But now there's only 20% because so many people have grown cold. So many people have grown cold and have forgotten the word of God. And it will continue. And the Bible actually talks about that in the last days, there's going to be a famine of hearing the word of God. There's going to be a famine of hearing the word of God. Well, this church, we're not going to participate in that famine. Because we're hungry for the word of God. We're hungry for truth. And if we're not hungry for truth, we'll never be able to impact this world. We need to be hungry for the truth. We see the life of this. I wouldn't be standing in this pulpit. I wouldn't be preaching. I wouldn't serve as youth pastor here for seven, eight years if I hadn't seen the glory of God in my life. I wouldn't waste my time. I know there's a real God who made a real change in my life, who gave me a real reason to live, that I have to devote the rest of my life to him, serving him, preaching the gospel, living a life that will please him. We're living in a time where the church of God has been disconnected. And I'm talking about the church in general. The church needs to rise up. Families are falling apart. Culture is changing. Genders are being redefined. And the church doesn't do anything about it. Whose fault is that? It's the church's. There's scandals in the church. And that's why people say, I don't want to hear the church because there's hypocrites in the church. That's the church's fault. The more that pull drops, the worse things we'll get. This is our duty. We must be the church that refuses to stay silent. But as the title of this message, we must be the church that rises up, which I'm going to talk about today. It's so important that we not allow the culture to be redefined while our voices are silent. We're watching our culture being redefined every day, and it's twisted, and it's garbage, it's filth, it's disgusting. And the church sits down and it just watches it be changed away. No, we need to rise up. We need to be the voice, a louder voice. Isaiah 53, verse 1. It says, Who has believed our report? And I want to ask the question, whose report are you going to believe? Whose report will you follow? Who are you going to believe today? Are you going to believe the report of this world? Or are you going to believe the word of the Lord? His report. When a doctor gives you a bad report, it's normal that you go get a second opinion. It's in us. We want a second report. Well, God's report is different than the report someone else may give us. God's word will always give you another report. The question is, whose report will you believe? And that's what this verse is saying. Who has believed our report? Whose report will you believe and you and and in Matthew 24 verse 6 it says you're going to hear ru- rumors of wars this is the last days that we're living in and it says you're going to hear of wars and rumors of wars see that you are not troubled for all these things must come to pass but the end is not yet verse 7 for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom and there will be famines pestilences and earthquakes in various places This is a report given in the word of God. This is true. This is what we're living. But in this same chapter, thank God there's a revival. In verse 14, it says, this gospel of the kingdom of God shall be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. That's revival in the land. They're both in the same chapter. You don't just need to hear the bad report. But you need to grab the good report. What report are you part of? Are you part of the report that you're going to live in the last days and and you're going to live in all this chaos? That report isn't for you. The report should be on the side of revival where it says the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world. There's not just bad times. There are revival times, and somebody needs to plug into that report. Where are you plugged into as the church of God, as the people of God? Look at the title you're given. I am the people of God. Are you plugged in as the people of God? Bible says, In the last days I will pour out my spirit, says the Lord. That's in Joel 2 28, and it says, Your sons and daughters shall prophesy, they will be God's voice in their generation. There's gonna be an outpouring of the Spirit of God. That's the report I want to believe. That's the report I want to plug into. I want to be plugged into the Spirit of God, where there's a pouring of the Spirit of God in my children. I'm not, I know that the the children, I know that our sons and daughters are not going to be a bunch of drug addicts. I know that our sons and daughters are not going to be influenced by godless professors. They're going to stand before their professors. They'll stand before their peers and they'll be able to define what a man of God is, what a woman is. That's the type of son and daughter because we're plugged into The revival, we're plugged into this report that he will pour out his spirit in this generation. I believe that. I'm plugged into it. Whose report will you believe? They will stand for the report of the Lord. There are two reports. There's one for the sinner, and there's one for the saint. There's two reports. It's life or death. It's blessing or curse. And you're either plugged into a bad report or you're plugged into a good report. I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. It isn't about sitting here. You can sit here and not be plugged in. And not do anything. Or you can be plugged in and say, I want to make a difference. I always told the youth of this church that youth group is such an awesome time in their life. You're going to enjoy it because I enjoyed it. it. It is an incredible season that you don't get back. But I tell them every Saturday night you show up, don't go there for you. Go there to impact somebody else. Go there to serve go there and see who's that new person i'm gonna go and be a blessing to that person yeah it's a great time where you get to hang with your friends that's good do that but invite that person into that circle and be an impact to that person and live all the years like that and let the lord use you and then you'll become a powerful youth group a youth group that changes this generation we need that it's so difficult for me at my age to change your generation young people God has called you guys to do that. I've impacted my generation. You impact yours. And it's the spirit of God in you. It isn't, it isn't Emily, it isn't Daniel, it isn't Joseph. It isn't, it is the spirit of God in you that will impact this generation. And God wants to use you. In Deuteronomy 28, there is a report for the obedient, and there's another report for the disobedient. And so, I get reports at work sometimes, and, and I, I got to analyze information sometimes. And some reports are short, and some are long. Well, some are, even in the Bible, some are shorter and, than others, and some are longer than others. So here's the report for the obedient. Let's read it in 20, verse, uh, chapter 28, verse 1, Deuteronomy. And it says, now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all His commandments which I command you today that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. This is a report. You need to pay attention because here's a report that is for the obedient. It says, observe carefully, all his commandments, all that he has to say for your life. That the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. He wants to set you up high so that you could impact this world. That's what God does. The Bible says the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. I don't care if there's 20%. God will grab the few. He'll grab the foolish. He'll grab the few to put the wise to shame. And it says he will lift you up, the Bible says. Believe that. High above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings are going to come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord, your God. Are you plugged in to this report? Are you plugged in to this promise for your life? Being plugged in means I'm going to do what it says. I'm going to be obedient to his word. I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to observe carefully, carefully. Am I I missing out on anything this book has to tell me? Because I, I don't want to fail the Lord. Oh, yeah. And this is a mirror. This is looking at me and seeing, yeah, you're wrong in this area. Well, get that fixed. Get that working right. Lord, help me. Give me your grace. I need you because I need to be an impact to this world. You've called me, the church, to impact. So help me to be plugged in. Observe carefully these truths. Verse 3. Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the country. I want to be a blessing into this city. I want to be a blessing to this country. You say, God can't use me there. We'll start here. Starting your own home a lot of us want to be a light to this world but they're not a light at home a lot of people want to put this world in order make a difference out there but their home is not in order and that's got to be that your priority Every time I stand up here, you hear me talk a lot about family. You hear me talk a lot about my kids. You hear me talk a lot about my wife and my relationship with them because that's my priority. And if I got that in order, then I have a right to share here how to put your life in order, how to put this world in order. If not, I will shut my mouth and I will sit there and I will go home and put it in order. Whatever it takes. Because I want to be plugged into this. Let's wait till I read the bad stuff. You'll run to this stuff as soon as you hear the report. Sometimes we got to hear the bad report and it gets our... our once you hear that bad news of the, of the doctor, we get on our knees right away, don't we? Sometimes we got to hear that bad report. And it changes our life. I'm not saying that that's a good thing to hear a bad report, but that's the reality of who we are, unfortunately. Why wait for that bad report? Serve the Lord today. Be plugged in today. Receive His goodness Today. Let's jump to verse 6. And let's read some of this stuff. I love this. This is my favorite report. We all love this. We, we, I mean, this, 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 like, this gets us encouraged to come to church. It says, blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. Everywhere you go, everywhere you step in, you're going to be blessed. Praise the Lord. Verse 7, the Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you. One way and flee before you seven ways. Verse eight, the Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses and in all to which you set your hand and he will bless you in the land which the Lord God is giving you. Everybody loves that one. It's money. It's a land. God wants to bless you and prosper you. Well, that's given to that one who is obedient. The Lord will establish you as the holy people to himself. Just as he has sworn to you, if you keep the commandments, if you keep the commandments, if you keep his truth, if you follow his word and walk in his ways. Verse 10 Then all peoples of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of you. There will be a reverence, there will be a respect of who you are because of the change God has done in your life. When, you, when you're plugged into this truth in your life and you're living a life of obedience, God will bless you so much that it says that all peoples of the earth are going to see that you are called by the name of the Lord and that you and they shall be afraid of you. They will be intimidated in the sense of you serve a great God. And that, that would instill the fear of God in them. And that's what God wants to do in your life. That's how you impact this world. More than with your words is your actions. But when in the church there's a bunch of scandals and there's a bunch of hypocrisy going around, what good are our words? What good is the, is the word being preached in the pulpit if there isn't a life to back that up? Again, if your life isn't in order, if your family isn't in order, get it in order. And then go be a light. And the Lord will set you up above all nations. He will. Then all peoples of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord. They're not going to see hypocrisy in you. Verse 11. And the Lord will grant you plenty of goods in the fruit of your body. You're going to have the fruit of your body, which is even children. The fruit of your body. And I'm talking about your physical body, your spiritual body. You're going to have spiritual children. Children. How awesome is that? I can't be a spiritual father to anybody in this place if my life is not in order, if I'm not plugged into this report. And I thank God because there's countless of young people that need that in this place. And they need people like you to be an impact in their life. But some of us have been selfish to live our own ways. We need to be plugged into this. And we need to impact those people in our life. In the increase of your livestock and in the produce of your ground, in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. I'm going to read two more. Verse 12. The Lord will open to you his good treasure. Hallelujah. He's going to open up the heavens to give the rain to your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hand. I want the windows of heaven heaven, to open in my life. I want the windows of heaven to open in my marriage, in my family, in my children. I want the spirit of God to be poured into my children. And I see that a reality This is why I'm doing what I'm doing right now. Because I've seen the glory of God. Because I'm I'm already by verse 12, thank the Lord. I'm seeing God's hand move. This is the report of the Lord and the Lord is not a liar. Maybe the report you hear is a lie. And the Lord will make you, verse 13, the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not beneath if you heed The commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today and are careful careful to observe them. He wants to bring you to the top. He wants to raise you up. He's a God of promotion. God is the one that promotes you. He's also the God that will demote you. God, promote me. Well, he says, "Well, well, then get plugged in. Get plugged into my commandments. It says, you want to be above you want to be the head and not the tail and not beneath well then heed listen to the word of the lord you're listening today is this the word of the lord for your life well then hear the word of the lord which i command you today and you're careful to observe them to follow them to live them be very careful be very diligent i gotta do this i gotta walk out of this place and follow the word follow his voice I want to be plugged into this report. I'm done with it. I'm done with the devil being the head of my life and wagging me. No, I will be I will be set above and he'll make you the head and not the tail. So that was the report for the obedient. Now the report for the disobedient, whoa, this one's long, it goes all the way to verse 68. If I read them all, everybody will repent, for sure. But I encourage you to do that at home. We've got another service of people that we've got to share this to. But I want to read a few of them. It's a depressing report. Verse 15. It says, It shall come to pass, if you do not obey the voice of the Lord, your God, to observe carefully all His commandments and His statutes, which I command you today, that all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. Is it the Lord that wants to curse you? No, that is the report you chose to, to, to receive. That's your choice. God wants you to choose life. God wants you to choose blessing. Verse 16, curse shall you be in the city. And cursed shall you be in the country. And it starts to say all the opposite of everything that you were going to be blessed in. Because it's the, it is the total opposite. I want to ver- jump to verse 29. It says, And you shall grope at noonday as a blind man gropes in darkness. You shall not prosper in your ways. You think you got to figure it out? You're not going to prosper. There's not going to be prosperity in your life. And I'm not talking about financial prosperity. I'm talking to the, the prosperity of your family, the prosperity of, of the provision of God's goodness in your life, the peace, the joy. You shall be only oppressed and plundered continually and no one shall be able to save you. Verse 30, ouch. It says you shall be a wife, but another man shall lie with her. You're going to lose your wife. You're going to lose your family. You shall build a house, but you shall now dwell in it. You're going to build a house. You're going to work so hard for it. You're going to lose your wife, your house, your children. Someone else is going to live there. You shall plant a vineyard, but shall not gather its grapes. And again, this goes all the way to verse 68. 68. Read it on your own. Maybe it'll wake you up. Maybe it'll be that bad report that you read and say, all right, I got to get on my knee. It's better to read it than to live it. I'd rather read it. Read it in detail. Lord, show me what I don't want for my life. And it's going to put a fire in you, a burden in you to go be a light to this world and say, I don't want this for this world. I don't want this for my community. I don't want this for the school I'm in or my workplace. I want them to get plugged in. Use me, Lord. And he's grateful to open the doors, to raise you up so that you could impact them. Deuteronomy 30, 19. Listen to this. It says, I, Deuteronomy 30, 19, it says, I call heaven and earth As witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and death. There's two reports: one for the sinner, one for the saint. He set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life, it says that both you and your descendants would benefit of this. You're cursing your descendants. You're cursing your children, your children's children when you choose death for your life and you choose it by what you plug yourself into. You say, I'm a good person. You can be all the good you think you are. But if you're not obedient to his word, if you don't do what he says for you to do, then woe to you and to your descendants. And I don't want that for your life. I come here like I tell the youth, why they should go to Saturday nights. I come here for the same reason. I don't come here for me. I need the word of God and I need people. That's just the benefit of being in this place. But that's not the reason I come here. I come here to give, period. I come here to sit down and I don't even receive worship. I give worship to the Lord. I come here and yeah, there are benefits. I do receive the presence of God while I'm here. But my motive is I'm giving. My motive is I want to bless. Who can I bless here today? And when you give, oh, it's better to give than to receive. You're going to receive so much. There's nothing greater, even in the midst of your bad report, there's nothing greater for you to give a good report to someone else. There's nothing greater than for you to bless, encourage, and pray for someone else. Your bad report will become a good report even in the midst of my trials lord how can i be a blessing to someone else not hey please help me please please listen you come to this place you're going to be filled you will find incredible provision for your life but let the motive be i want to make a difference i want to be obedient number one i want to put my house in order so that i could help others put it in order i want to change this world i want to impact and i thank god that i'm part of this church Because we're a church that that is our vision. Let's go impact this world. But it starts here. And it starts in the church. And you're either going to believe this book. And you're going to be like that 20%. Or you're going to go into a shipwreck. Like the scripture says. I've called this message today, Rise Up Church. Because... Tomorrow's not the time, it's now. Now is the hour. Because every minute, just like my kids, I mentioned my kids are growing up and time's going by so quick, so is the destruction of this world is going by so quick. So the time is now. And now is the hour. Matthew 16, verse 18. It says. And I also say to you that you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The Lord wants to build the church on this word, on Jesus. This is the foundation of your life. I said this is the the world's best seller because when you read it, there's life. It changes every area. There's not one area in my life that I go through that I can't find an answer for in here. Not one area. They're all here. When I'm going through financial problems, I go in here and I read it. It's better to give to receive weight, but I need money. No, give. I'm like, okay. So I give and I'll give of my time. I'll give what I can. I'll still give to the Lord. I'll still give my tithe. Even in the midst of me saying, I don't know how it's going to add up, but... I'll just go and put that over there. And the Lord just blows it up. This is who I am. You're plugged into the blessing uh, report. And that's who God is. So, on this rock, I'm going to build my church. And the gates of hell won't stand against you. There's nothing the enemy can do. Whose report will you believe? The devil is a liar. And the devil wants to twist everything even within the church. If he can destroy the church, he can destroy the community. And he'll destroy family. And he'll destroy the nation. And that's why he's pounding the church. But it's those that build on this word. It's those that the foundation is the truth. It is the commands of the Lord the churches that have this as their foundation day in, day out, and it's this is our instruction. There's nothing that hell can do against us. But we're going to impact this world. And I'll tell you, there's a harvest coming. Believe that. And the devil will wear you out so you don't receive that. But don't give up. Don't grow weary, the Bible says. Doing good. Don't grow, don't get tired of being plugged into this report. It's not easy, right? We love the benefits. We love what we read. Don't grow tired, the Bible says. Because it says in due season, you're going to reap an incredible reward. I believe there's a harvest. I believe there's a blessing. I believe that there's a revival in the land. I believe that part of the report and that's the report I choose to be plugged into. So yeah, there's craziness and it says in the end times there'll be this but in the end times there'll be a pouring out of the spirit of God and that's what I'm plugged into. Joel 3, 9. Proclaim this among the nations. Prepare for war. Heaven has declared war over the powers and lies of Satan. Heaven has declared war. So prepare for war, it says here. Wake up the mighty men. Men that choose to sleep. Let all the men of war draw near and let them come up. Men need to fight for their families. Men need to fight. For people in this church, for those orphans in this church that need a father, prepare for war. Because the devil wants to invade the church. But men need to rise up. Men need to lead. Men need to take responsibility and say, no, this is my church. This is not happening here. This is my city. This is my community. This is my nation. I'm going to do something about it. No report is going to tell me or dictate my life or my action. 1 Corinthians 16, 13 says, Watch. Stand fast in the faith. As men and women of the Lord, we need to be watchful, first of all. If we're not vigilant of what's going on in our life, of what's going on around us, you won't know how to stand. You won't know what action to take. So number one, be watchful. Number two, stand firm. Stand firm in the faith. Don't be a coward. It says be brave. Be strong. Be courageous. The Lord's with you. We need to be watchful, vigilant of what's going on, and then stand firm. Be bold. Don't stay silent. The devil's bold and loud, and we're hearing it everywhere through the media. You be loud. You be bold. You be strong. You rise up, church. And I'm just not talking to the men here today. I'm talking to the women. Judges 5.12 says, Awake, awake, Deborah. Wake up, women. Wake up not just the men that need to wake up the women need to wake up i believe the lord wants to use women and mothers greatly in these last days the bible says that deborah was a mother in israel who heard god's voice and used it to make a difference this is a time when mothers need to stand up to the school boards and saying you're not going to teach my children that that nonsense It's our schools, it's our children, it's our nation. We need moms to stand up, to rise up. I believe, like I said, heaven has declared war over the powers and lies of Satan. I believe that the church is the instrument, is the tool which God has given to the earth as the answer. Because what we have is Jesus, the hope of glory we have the hope of this world we have jesus and we're the instrument that god has placed on this earth to change it all that's a huge role those are big shoes to fill we need to fill it that's what we're called to do his church that's why it's not just me that's why it's not pastor palma that's why it's not the, the teachers and the leaders here the youth pastors It's everybody. It's the body of Christ. We all want to make a difference. It's that person holding that camera. It's that person pushing the button to hit record so that the whole world gets to hear this. It's every person in this place. It's even the person that that cooked some food there on Wednesday night so that some people can fellowship and someone might get saved because it's their first time in church. We all play a role in this all men, all women. And we are the instrument that God has given to the earth as the answer. It's all hands on deck. It isn't just the senior pastor, Bishop Joaquin. It's all hands on deck. The Lord wants to use the church. We're the hope of this world. It's time to enlist it's time to involve. It's time to invest. It's time to rise up, church. And the hour is now. Don't say, I'm not ready yet. Not. No, it's now. Today's the day of salvation. Today's the day that I'm going to make sure that my neighbor knows about the Lord. Today's the day that my coworker needs to know. Today's the day that my, 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 my athletic team is going to know. Whatever it is. Rise up. Heaven has declared war over the suicide rate. Heaven has declared war over the abortion laws of this land, over immorality, over poverty, over depression, fear, anxiety. And the church is the tool that God will use. And you are the church. You are the people of God. Don't take that title. That's a huge, that's the biggest title you can put on your resume. People of God. Man of God. Woman of God. Matthew 12, 30. It says, He who is not with me, Jesus said, Is against me. He who is not with me is against me. And he who does not gather with me scatters abroad. You're either with God, you're either with his agenda, his report, or you're not. Period. It says, He who does not gather with me scatters abroad. Are you gathering or are you scattering? Are you gathering to be on the team, the church? Or are you scattering to be the numbers in this world, the flow of this world? Paul, just go with the flow, just do everything. Or are you the one that gathers together? You're either on the team or you're not. God wants people that are on his side that say, I love what God loves and I hate what God hates, period. Period. I'm not going to let this culture redefine something and say, okay, I'll accept it. No, I'm not going to affirm that. I will love them because the Bible tells me that, but I will not affirm it because the Bible tells me that. Because I choose to love what God loves, and I'm going to hate what God hates, and I will stand by that. Are you gathering? Are you with him? Are you with Jesus? Are you with the church of God? Are you plugged into the good report? The greatest battle we fight in the end times is not sin, it's not Satan. The greatest battle that we have to fight in this world are idle hands are people that are inactive. The church that is inactive. It just holds the hands. puts their hands in the pocket. However you choose to put your make your hands idle. Like they're not going to do anything. Idle hands is the devil's workshop. Because as we have our hands like this, the devil does all he wants. Are we going to stand here with idle hands doing nothing or are we going to get to work? Are we going to make a difference? I heard a preacher say all you have to do to go to hell is nothing. You don't have to do anything. Do nothing. Stay idle. I want to be obedient. that requires a lot that requires my life that requires my will like what I don't want to do what I uh, there's many things in my life that I wish I could do myself but then when I chose to go against what I want and I started to do what God wants I said it was so worth it thank God that I didn't do what I wanted and now I want to do what God wants because I know the benefit I know the blessing I know the report that I'm reading is reality in my life God's not a liar That's the truth I'm plugged into. The definition of wickedness is when you have something to offer God and you don't use it. That's the definition of wickedness. You have something to offer God, but you don't use it. I didn't make that up. There was a servant that was given five talents, another two, and another one. The one that decided not to do anything with their talents not to do anything with what was given to him in other words had idle hands didn't do anything about the matter about what was given to him verse matthew 25 26 says the lord answered and said to him you wicked and lazy servant when you have something to offer god and you don't use it the master says you're a wicked and lazy servant and in verse 30 here's the result cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth that's the report you want to be plugged into or let's get plugged into the verse 21 the person who said okay I know I'm gonna do something with my talents and his report read like this his Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things and I will make you ruler over many things Enter into the joy of the Lord. I want to be faithful with what God gives me. So when I'm faithful with what God gives me, the very little thing he gives me, I'm going to be the best I can be so that he can give me more. So I can be faithful with that and he'll give me more. So I can be faithful to that and give me more. And I can enter into the joy of the Lord. Today I walk in the joy of the Lord. Because the little that was given to me, I chose to be faithful to it. I chose to be plugged into that. And this is what we need to teach the world. To get plugged in. They don't need another Bible study. They need Jesus. They need an example. They need to see that this is what the church lives out, not in hypocrisy, but in reality. We don't play religion in this place. We want God-fearing men and women of God that are bold to stand up for the garbage that's being preached in this world. We want to be louder than them. The harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. It's called teachers, evangelists, people who follow up with others. What What a ministry that is. That's powerful. There's people that get cold, and they're about to plug into the wrong report. And you are the lifeline. You are the hope. You are the church. You are what God has given this earth. You are what God has given that person that has left this place and still needs Jesus. That follow-up ministry is huge. There's intercessors. There's people who pray in this church. They pray weekly, but not just weekly here in church. They pray at home. I remember being sick one time for a week and a half, and I had no idea. There was like 12 people praying for me. They told me, I was praying for you. I was praying for you. I was praying for you. And I believe they were really praying for me. This church doesn't lie. They tell you, I'm praying for you. I believe they're praying for me. That's the church we have. So you impact this world even with prayer. If God's given you a gift to teach, you teach. If God's given you a gift to sing, you sing. If God hasn't given you a gift to sing, don't sing. I'm singing there, but sing. Make a, make a joyful noise to the Lord. Please. But praise the Lord. Be used by God. It's time to give your talents. It's time to get involved. Whose side are you on? Wake up, mighty men. Awake, awake, you women. And I want to say something to the young men and the young women let no one despise your youth. First Timothy 4.12 Don't let anybody despise. Don't let anybody say that God can't use you and make a difference and impact what's going on. You guys are incredible tools that God wants to use. Sometimes you guys have more influence than what our generation has. Let no one despise your youth, but be an example. Be an example. To who? To this generation. To the believers. To your generation. How? In word. The word you speak. Be a man of your word. Be a woman of your word. Speak like Jesus speaks in conduct, the way you act. Don't act like the teenagers of this world. Act like a young man of God that has chosen to be an example in love and spirit and in purity. In a world where it's so normal for a young person to curse, it's so normal for a young person to dishonor their parents, It's so normal for a young person to to live with someone and then eventually get married with that person to try it out, to see if it works out with this person. This world will flip upside down when youth start to rise up and set an example in word, conduct, and purity and say, this is how you do it. Look at me. This world will flip. You look like aliens. You look like You're not from this world. Well, you look like just 20%. Those are the few that God will raise up and turn this world upside down and will use your testimony, use who you are. This is your generation. This is your moment. You need to stand and fight. One of my favorite verses is Isaiah 60, verse 1. And I share this often when I preach. And I share this often with people. And it says, arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. That word arise means to stand up. That word shine means to stand out. You need, know, in other words, you need to stand up and you need to stand out to impact. For your light has come, the light of this world. Verse 2, Behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the peoples, but the Lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen upon you. People will see the glory of God upon your life. Verse 3, Who's going to see it? The Gentiles. The lost shall come to your light and kings, nations, To the brightness of your rising. I believe that. That's a report. I believe. If I stand up and I stand out, I believe the report. All of this. I believe that he will draw the lost and the lost shall come to the light. I believe nations and kings to the brightness of your rising. I believe that. What report will you believe? Verse Peter 2.9, he says he's called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. He called you out of this world. But if he called you out of this world into his light, because God is light, where God light shines his light, there's no darkness. He called you out of that darkness into his light. and Then he calls you to be the light of the world. He called you out of darkness into his light so that you could be the light of the world. So that you could make a difference. Be the answer this world needs. This world doesn't know where to look for it. And so the devil takes advantage of it because there's a lot of idle hands. Nobody's doing anything. So it's the devil's workshop. Romans 12 one says, I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Holy. Everybody say holy. Acceptable to God which is your reasonable service. Holy is living right. Present yourself holy, living right, getting involved, presenting yourself. The Bible says that broad is the way that leads to destruction. But narrow is the way that leads to life. It's so easy. The, this world, the way it's living, it is such an easy life to live. But its end is destruction. But narrow is the way, and difficult is that path that leads to life. This isn't easy. This call that we have as the church isn't easy. But it's our call. It's the report we must follow. And it's a narrow path. And it's difficult to live righteously. It's difficult to follow that instruction because I don't like it. it. It doesn't feel right. Well, there's a way that feels right to a man, but it's, his end is destruction. So I don't want to feel the way man thinks. I don't want, I forget this. I don't want to lean on my own understanding, I want to trust in the Lord with all my heart, with all I have, and I'm going to follow in that narrow path, that difficult path, that leads to life, that leads to blessing, and leads to change. I want to end with this verse. If there's everything, anything you missed. This is a verse that I've held on to since I was a young person. And it sums up Everything. It sums up everything that I need to do in this life. And it's four simple words. Saying, how can four words sum it up? Everything that you need in life. Amos 5.4. It says, seek God and live. That sums it all up. And I've been holding to that since I was a young person. If you chase after God and you run towards what he says, you will live. If you seek God, if you run after his word, if you run after his instruction, if you seek God, you're going to have life. And that's the message we need to take to this world. But we need to take it as we live it out. Because as you live it out, they will desire to seek the word. They would desire to say, you know what? This nonsense that is being shared in Hollywood and and everything. It's not filling me. But what you're living, I want that. I need that. My marriage is a disaster. I see your marriage in order. What's going on? What do you do? I just sought the Lord and live. What does that mean? I'll, I'll show you. It's being plugged into his report. Seeking God. And you're going to have life in in your marriage, life in your children, life in your church, life in in everything that you do. That's why this is the bestseller. Because you seek Him, you seek His Word, and life comes out of it, change comes out of it. Let's stand and let's pray. Father, we believe that your word is true. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of God will always remain. You are the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. And we believe in the God of the Bible. We believe that this is your word, your truth for our life. And no matter what we've heard, no matter what report we've heard, we decide today to be plugged in to your instruction, to your voice. And I pray, God, that you would allow us, Lord, the church, to have the privilege to be the instrument that you will use to change this world, to change the the people around us. Use me. Here I am, Lord. I pray for each person here. And if there's any disorder in their life, I pray they would be a light in their home. Every father that would rise up, every mom that would rise up, every young person that would rise up to honor their parents, to honor their leaders. So that you, Lord, would impact their home, their priority, so that you could use them in the church, so that you could use them in their schools, in their community, at work. I pray for the church, and I pray for the churches in this community, that we would be an encouragement to churches in this community. We can't do this alone. We need the body of Christ. And we need the churches to be together in this. I pray you use us, Lord, to impact others. That other churches would even desire what we have. And that they would sharpen us. We want to be challenged. We're not perfect. Father, I thank you for this place. I thank you because I know that I am a fruit of this ministry. I know that I am who I am because of the instrument you've used, which which is the church. And my duty, Lord, is to get to war, is to stand up, is to enlist, is to fight this battle. Me and my family, me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Father, I thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, for this word. Let this be an instruction that we plug into and we live it out as we walk out of this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah.